Welcome, welcome to another edition. Keeping it orange and blue. We may be late, but you know what? It's better than never. What's happening, Kevin? What's up, my man Ryan? Pl- glad to be back on the show. I know that we uh, we pushed to Monday, then we pushed to Tuesday. I'll get into a little bit for the folks that are watching why we had to do that. Our apologies, but uh, yeah, it was just a fun week of Illinois basketball. Um, even though it didn't end maybe the way that we wanted it to, and then man, we've got some great recruiting news and and, and football. We're we're picking up some some high quality transfers, so it's a good week to talk Illinois sports as we we get ready closer to the holidays. So, one hundred percent, and you know. Uh, with as exciting as basketball is, there's still some really awesome things going on with Illini football, you know, with Tommy DeVito, with the chicken cutlets. I mean, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's it's just – it's amazing, man. Just – there we go. Uh, not just that, but Chase Brown had a big game for the Cincinnati Bengals. And um, so you get to see, uh, you know, the NFL guys from Illinois – you know, we got to see what made the team so good last year. We could watch them on Sundays. Some big-time recruiting, you know, uh, news. You know, Illinois has been hitting the portal really hard. And then also, uh, you know, in the class of 2024, been making a big dent. So still exciting things on the football front. Um, and I think there's some more good news coming this week and into next for the transfer portal. But with that said, I think we need to talk with – in my opinion, you know, the, the headliner of the class of 2024, he probably wouldn't say that, but he's uh, obviously a big get. We're going to bring on A.J. Dennis to the show. How are we doing? What's up, A.J.? Not much. Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate you. No problem. Kev, I know you got tons of questions for him. Let's hit let's hit it rolling, man. What, what you, Go ahead. Start it off. Well, first of all, AJ, what 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 led you to Illinois? Like, why why are you donning the orange and blue? And then, secondarily, will we will we see you? Are you going to be an early enrollee? So, yeah. So the, the first part of the question, um, I think a lot of it in today's recruiting, um, you know, a lot of things that you know make a decision for kids um, maybe shouldn't be the right distributing factor. Um, and so for me, it was big. I was big on relationships. You know, Coach B and Coach Miller were the first Power Five school to offer me. Um, after the situation happened at Michigan State, uh, they were the first school I visited. You know, they they were they were always in contact, um, but it was never too much. Like, you know, there there are times where you know you, you need to put the phone down and relax and enjoy being a kid, and then you know separate the recruiting. Um, and they they were they were like good about that. Um, so a lot of it's relationships, a lot of it's the people. Um, obviously, you know, Coach B and Coach Miller. Uh, you look at their track record developing offensive linemen. Um, you know, it's 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 second to none. I mean, since 2006, the only offensive, the only coach, head coach to put more draft picks in the league are, you know, Nick Saban, and it's it's hard to compete with that. You know, when it's close to home and it's in the Big Ten. Right and I'm, I'm I'm super glad that you know you know all offensive linemen recruits and and things are so well aware of that. You know, I know that's part of their recruiting. You know that they need to tell kids, but what is it that you also see that when you watch them on the field, you know, it's more than just about, uh, you know, as much as you might feel comfortable with someone, you obviously have to watch what you see on the field and like it or think maybe, you know, you can step in right away and make a difference. And you know that Bart Miller and Bielema can help you get to the league. But what is it about uh, the way the Illini uh, staff goes about coaching and teaching offensive linemen that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I mean, I've been to three games. Um, I've sat in meetings. Um, and, you know, the way they play kind of just really sticks out to me. 
Um, you know, they're, they're, they're striving to finish guys every play. They're, they're straining on the field. You know, there's constant effort. Um, and that, that's, you know, that's some of the, my big morals when it comes to, you know, offensive line playing the position. Um, I think those are huge factors. Um, and so when, when you see that on the field, you know, that makes you want to be able to, you know, be a part of that. Um, you know, sitting in meetings with uh, Coach Miller, um, you know, he's a very intelligent man. Um, and so he was in a, you know, it's, it's, it's a very fine print of what he wants. Um, and he does a good job of, uh, you know, when, when you, when you do something correct, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll love up on you, but at the same time, you know, you make a mistake, you're going to know because they hold such a high standard. You know, you, you mentioned intelligence and it's obviously clear that you're, you're, you're a very intelligent young man yourself. Uh, was was does does academics focus in when when you're looking at that or I mean are you purely looking at the football and if it is academic some academic said factor in what do you think you're going to major in? Yeah, I mean academics are a huge thing for me. I'm a four zero student. Um, oh yeah. And so yes. so you know during this college decision, you know looking, that was a, that was a big factor. So I mean you you look at Illinois the business school that they have. Um, it, it's a top tier business school and uh, I plan on uh, majoring in supply chain management with a uh, finance. Minor. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Good for you. Kevin noticed it. I've noticed it. Um, and if I'm stealing your question, Kevin, well, get over it. Uh, but <laughs> so we've noticed like you have this really cool, just like calm, <laughs> pleasant, friendly demeanor. But uh, when you hit the field, you know, it's like, you know, it could be a flip of a switch. And it could just be, you know, you just become somebody else, but it's, you're just an animal out there, you know, you, uh, one track mind, which, you know, to be a successful player you need, but what is that, what created that for you? Uh, what was that that brought that to you? And why do you feel like that's made you successful? I definitely think everything that makes me successful in football and especially on the line, uh, goes back into hockey, um, being a defenseman, um, you know, you're, you're constantly shifting weight, you know, forwards and backwards. And, and not only that is hockey is a very physical sport. It's a very physically demanding sport. Um, it's either a hit or be hit. Um, so I think that's kind of where I learned that mentality of put the switch. You know, you, you can be as nice as you want to be off the field and off the ice, um, but when it comes to when it comes time, you know, you need to be able to flip that and get get your mind into a different spot and you know just let it rip. Are you a are you a fiery guy like in the locker room like pregame? Or are you trying to keep it mellow and chill? Like what's what's your vibe there? Yeah. So. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I'm I'm a big country music fan. Okay. So before the game, I always have to turn on the country music because I don't want to get too amped up. Because mm -hmm. um, you know you get too amped up, you, you get those unnecessary roughnesses. You, you get those you know <laughs> personal fouls that you don't need. You don't need to hurt the team. Um, so yeah, I, I turn on the little country music before I head out. All right, I get it. I dig it. Um, so <clears throat> on your, you obviously visited a, few, a couple times at least, maybe maybe mm -hmm. more. Um, when you know when you came in uh to illinois was uh did, did the facilities or the facilities part of it as well because i mean they're just it's such an asset in my opinion yeah the smith center like what is that to you when you go to all those other you know you clemson you know you've michigan mm -hmm. state you've been to places like where is illinois in your opinion is it something special that 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 is an asset for the program yeah i mean you walk through the smith center and you're kind of taken away by it um it, it's not only that, it's the people inside the Smith Center, it's the athletic trainers, it's Coach Tank and his staff, uh, it's nutritionists. So, you know, I think for me, when looking at schools, 
every school is going to have a top tier facility, you know, every school is going to have the, the new equipment, the new technology in the weight room. So a lot of it comes down to who's inside of that building. Mm-hmm. And um, in the Smith Center, I think the people inside are, are genuine and, you know, they're there to help you get better and to reach your ceiling. Right on. So, um, AJ, what do you, what, where are you projected, uh, where, where are you projected to play on the offensive line and, and what, what position like would be ideal for you? And then secondarily on that question, what do you think you need to work on the most to get on the field as soon as possible? Yeah. Um, so the first question, it's kind of interesting you ask that, um, coach Miller kind of sees me as like a five, two offensive lineman, mm-hmm. um, but we're, we're going to start out inside, um, cross training garden center. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm open to anything. Yeah, I just want to be able to compete and uh, try to get on the field early. Um, and then when it comes to, like, you know, what, what I need to, you know, progress in, I think a lot of it's um, – I mean, not a lot of it. I think some of it's strength. Mm-hmm. And then um, playbook-wise, because at center, you know, you got to ID everything. And coming from, uh, you know, this year for me, like, I was IDing at left tackle, but I was four years into the program. Um, so I knew the offense, like, the back of my hand. Um, so my goal is to, you know, get that offense down as quick as I can, you know, because once you know the center position, you, you really know all the all the rules um, for the four other spots. So Yeah, I, I think it'd be, you'd be a huge asset with your intelligence. That, like if center might work out for you someday because, I mean, you'd love to have a guy. You don't have a 4.0 GPA without being able to think quick. And with the center position, obviously making calls, being really the captain of the offensive line, that'd be pretty cool. But it's cool to hear you say it. I forgot to say, did you say you were in, enrolling in January or not? Yeah, I am. So interesting enough, like I was done with high school like two weeks ago. We're, oh. we're a trimester-based school. Huh. Um, so I got done a little bit before Thanksgiving break. Um, so it's just been working out, hunting, and enjoying time with family. Did you get, yeah. you get, into, you get into tree stand? Is doing some deer hunting? Tree stand and on the, and on the ground. All right. Well, you know, we got some good, good whitetail in Illinois. Oh, I know. It's world class. Absolutely. (laughs) So um, I have a couple questions, so we'll make it a dual one. First off, when did you know that Illinois is where you wanted to go? Like, because you did take all those other visits, and, you know, a lot of Illini fans were like, oh, no, he's at Clemson, you know. But in your head, did you kind of have a moment where you're like, this is where I'm going? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down, like I said earlier, to people. Um, and so when I got back on campus, it, it kind of, you know, sparked that love I had and, and the interest. I mean, you don't visit a school four times if you're not interested in it. So, um, when I got around back around coach B and coach Miller, and I think a big contributing factor for me was being around the players on the team, being around the offensive linemen in that room already. Um, I, I really fit, you know, it's a lot of Midwestern kids. It's a lot of blue collar mentality. So, um, you know, I, I think that was just a, you know, I, I think, you, you hear when it feels right, it feels right uh, in the recruiting world. And Illinois felt right. And the, the people I was around, you know, they were uh, they were definitely like the people I, I want to be around and help me develop into a man. That's and, awesome to hear. Any particular players you bonded with? TJ. Um, okay. Yeah. Sam, Joey Okla, Hunter White Knight, yeah. um, Brandon Hansen, okay. um, Brandon Henderson, and then Eddie Turk. Right on. You're going to have to reach out to uh, to Aiden Lawfrey, uh, Caden Fagan. Caden might not be a hunter himself, but Caden's going to be able to take care of you, to take you down to Yoder's, take you down to Arcola, get you some good country food. 
Uh, <laughs> and I guarantee Caden knows somebody that knows where a tree stands at. If not, you can holler at me. I can talk to my dad. But I know Aiden Lawfrey is going to have something for you, too, probably Gibson City Kid. I, I guarantee they, they got an uncle or cousin has got some land for you. You can go, go hop up in a tree stand. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. That's been a, that's been a common topic between me and Coach Miller. So, <laughs> yeah, um, he's got a couple. We, we talked about a couple spots for me to go, and you know, in, in the rare time that we have, you know, free time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when when I can, I'd like to get out. But you know how demanding this is. It's, it's a job. So. Yeah. Well, job, that, that first. Have Fagan take you out because he's, you know, he's going to be your running back, and then the, the running backs they get the love, and they're going to get the nil love. So yeah, he's going to be buying you. you a bunch of dinner. So yeah. have him, t- have, have him take you down to Arcola and get some Amish fixings down there. You, you can throw down, big fella. Put put some lbs on. Get you up to that three hundred playing weight. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Uh, last, my last question: What do you think of this twenty twenty four class? Do you, uh, you know, and have you got a chance to? get close with them and you know because in 2022 and 2023 class they all had like a big chat and stuff yeah do you, you guys are you guys all pretty close and what do you what do you make of it do you like the progression of what you think with what we saw from last year's team to where you know the the, the class is with 2024 yeah i mean we we have a group chat as well um and i think it's important to be a part of a, a close family type of feel you know they, they don't have that saying for nothing. Um, and so, you know, going through this process, it was big for me to meet the commits, um, talk to them, whether it's in person, on the phone, over text message. So that was big going into it. Um, and I think, it, it, like, like you said, you know, it's a, it's a tight feel. Um, I think all the guys are on board and, you know, everybody has the same goal in mind and, and we're all going to try to, you know, develop ourselves and be able to help contribute contribute to, uh, you know, a, a successful football program. And with Trey Petty, Trey Petty locked in, yep. you got you got your QB1 here in the next few yep. years coming, uh, I think after Mr. Altmeyer. So that's that's awesome to see. But uh, do you have any more questions for him, Kev? No, just, just a couple things for me, if you would. When you see my man, Cal Swanson, tell him I said what's up. We had Cal on the show a year ago. I got to go watch him play. I live in Oklahoma now, so I got to okay. go watch Cal play. He's, I think you guys will hit it off. He's a great dude. Yeah, he's, uh, he's roommates with TJ. I got to spend some time with him. That's awesome. Well, yeah. tell, tell him I said what's up, please, and thank you. And then, Will uh, do. And then if you need a little bit more on the edge when you're listening to your country music, if you need something to just get you up a little bit, maybe The the Wolf by Whiskey Myers or Frogman okay. by Whiskey Myers gets you at least okay. a little fired up there. But, dude, I can't – like, I know Ryan and I, we, we get guests on the show every now and then. We can't thank you guys enough for coming on board. You're, yeah. you're part of the family now. I've been bleeding orange and blue since I was three years old, man, and – uh just really happy to have you. Your headline in the class, your headline in the class at, at the most important position on the football field for me, in my opinion, football's one at the line of scrimmage. Um, you, you know, you, you see it all the time. You see great quarterbacks with bad lines. They're not great anymore. You see average quarterbacks with great lines. They become really good. And you're so important. And I'm glad you saw the vision. And you just seem like a first-class young man. So thank you so much. Appreciate you. No, thank you guys for inviting me. Um, it's been awesome being on this and you know, talking some football and I was talking some life, like you said, uh, about country music. I'm a big Culture Wall fan. Oh, Culture yeah, Wall, right. Combs. Yeah, so okay. th- th- those are probably two of my go-tos. Hey, if I could offer you a piece of advice here, and it's not – I didn't have this experience, but I've talked to a lot of guys who have, is like be have the right level of patience as you move into this, right? You know, yeah. you're, you're going to be going up against 22-year-old men 
you know, and who got years on you. That doesn't mean you can't go knock their dick in the dirt. And I know you're going to do that. Right. But at the same time, like the offensive lineman path to play is, is normally about year three, right? A redshirt year, a freshman sit year, and then get on the field. That doesn't mean that you wait your turn. You go take that turn. But just like I know that it's the first time in your life you're probably ever going to sit for a little bit. And that's that's a pain in the ass. Just understand you're working towards a bigger goal. And you see so many of these guys, red shirt, fifth year offensive linemen who get drafted in the first round for a reason, because it does take time to put on that strength to play at this level. Yeah, and I, I agree. Like for me, it's it's more of like just get in there, put the nose down, get after it. Um, you know, stars are cool. Stars, you know, stars are cool to say, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um, you're all going to be in one locker room. Everybody's equal. Um, and so it's, it's about, you know, what you do, you know, away from what you're supposed to do. You know, you, you yep. got to put in the extra time and um, that's the plan going into it. Yeah. And heck, gra graduate, get drafted in the first round with an NBA. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's 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 where it's at, young man. <laughs> yep. A Mount Pleasant man getting to play Central Michigan next year, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to be interesting. My my high school quarterback, he's uh, he's going to Central. So hopefully he gets to travel and we get a good picture after the game. Super oh, wild. Man. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Hey, Andrew, uh, do you like, is it A? Do you prefer AJ? Either one. Uh, okay. I go by both. Okay, cool. Well, AJ, we appreciate you coming on again, man. And I feel like at some point, even if it's next summer, maybe we'll catch up with you again and see how things have progressed with you. But uh, we appreciate your time and uh, uh, safe travels when you get to uh, Illinois and start uh, working out with the team here soon. So we appreciate you, man. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Thanks, brother. ILL. Yep. I'll, I and I. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Hey, um, I want to share a story. So I, I have a good buddy of mine who lived behind me uh, when I lived in St. Joe. He played at Illinois. He was a five-star offensive lineman recruit. Didn't didn't have the career that he wanted to, but there's there's other extenuating factors there. Uh, but he played with Eric Gunther, who was, uh, I believe, is Ron Gunther's grandson. Eric Gunther wore 41, middle linebacker, a little bit undersized. And if anybody ever ran into Eric Gunther on campus outside of football, uh, he really, like, for lack of a better term that I can come up with, he gave a Ned Flanders vibe. Like, oh, hi, how are you? He always carried his Bible around, devout Christian, just super, super nice guy. My buddy told me, like, when the helmet came on and, like, they would get in the locker room, he just became this animal, like this psychopath, like banging his head into his helmet until his forehead would bleed screaming obscenities. The guy would never swear any other time, just like, I'm going to kill every month everybody like yeah ultimate switch guy and that dude like when he first came on with you and i before the show i'm like this is like i've watched his highlights anybody who's listening to the show like go youtube his highlights he destroys people he looks like the next coming of olin Crutes, and i know it's fun to say that because we got two Crutes kids like he plays offensive line like James Cruz plays linebacker. He's a heat-seeking missile as an offensive lineman. He drives guys to the turf after the whistle. I mean, he's such a kind, smart young man. It's just reminded me of that. So it's it's pretty yeah. awesome. That's a that's a that's a good trait to have, though. I mean, uh, and as I told him, it's good to have an outlet like this to to you know dominate and let that loose. And uh, you know, but uh, you know, there, there's a reason Penn State and Clemson offered him kev i mean he's super talented so that that's just and that's it so it's an awesome get and yeah he's the highest rated recruit in the, in the class so 
Yeah, and again, he's not all about the stars, and it isn't always about the stars. You know it, but there's a reason that he was so highly coveted, and uh, you know, obviously, we're we're thrilled that uh, that Illinois uh, got him. So we're awesome to have him on, and we appreciate it. We had Clay Patterson last week. We had mm-hmm. Andrew Dennis this week. So I'm going to try to work on see if we can get one more before the class. Yeah, say sledge on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll, I'm going to work on it, or maybe. Uh, Maybe someone that we haven't mentioned yet that might be committing this week. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Before we get to some other stuff, there's usually questions on here. I'm sure Sean Garner is going to ask if uh, Illinois uh, – let's see. Why did the staff let go of Conkle? I don't think they did. Um, you never know. I mean, there's back, there's always back-channel stuff there, but it sounds like it was just a decommit. Um, yeah, I know there was people who were kind of telling me there's people who were telling me that it was coming at some point soon. And, you know, when, before he committed, it was really surprising because a lot of people thought it was like Arkansas or Michigan State when he committed. And then uh, it, it was just a surprise. And then they were like, hey, if anyone, a couple of them are going to let go, Conkle's going to be one. You know, and I was like, well, we'll see. It's getting getting near here. Yeah. You know? still, got the tight end, still got Hollinger out of Nebraska. Yeah. Really, my understanding is they're pretty in hot pursuit for this, the, the Ball State kid, the tight end there. Yeah, um, and you got you still got Boyer and Arkin. I mean, and Griffin. Yeah, you know, with, with Ryman going into the transfer portal, I think that Illinois is probably not transfer portal going into the draft. Illinois is probably seeking out another veteran tight end to come in and potentially play right away. And if you're looking at the kid from Ball State, that would be he, he's he's going to come in as a junior. Uh, so th- I mean, we're tat where we're tip tip would only have one more year. So I think just the path to playing time might scare some kids away. Yeah, and uh. Taz transferred for a couple of reasons. I, I honestly believe it was mutual. I think yeah. uh, didn't have a good year and uh, didn't really have a great attitude. And uh, that's not just coming from me. That's coming from people who cover the team closer than me, people who are you know close with the players, just didn't have a good attitude. And I think wanted to change the scenery and I think needed a change of scenery. So it's okay. It's sometimes yeah. – Separation is good for both parties. Um, uh, so, with that said, we'll t- I'll talk a little more. I'll talk a couple names at the end of the show who I think um, are going to jo- join the Illini through the transfer portal. I put one. I put one little Swami crystal ball for one of them. Uh, oh Canada! Uh, oh Canada! I've right. never wanted to be Canadian so bad. Uh, no. no, but but yeah. But yes, that's a, that's a little hint. Uh, so we'll. Uh, but you know, how can we not talk about Illinois basketball? Because honestly, even with the loss to Tennessee, it felt like such a positive week. You know, it was like in the past that game was. It's like you knew going into it, the team probably didn't was going to not show up or you know lose by fifteen. Even with some of the good. The, the, the really good talented teams Illinois had, they've just in the non-conference in December, Illinois record had been pretty bad, you know, even with Brad Underwood. And it was just like, they let, you know, last year lay an egg against Missouri or, you know, you go on the road and get blown out at Arizona, you know, it's just, just every year there was always one game where it was just like just scratching your head. So it was kind of like this Tennessee game was going to be it, you know? Right. It was like that high, and you're like, here it comes, the sledge, you know? And this Illinois team just didn't allow that 
sledge to just drive them away. It was, they kept coming back, Kevin, mm-hmm. you know, they had the lead for a good chunk there in the late first half, even into the second half with five or six minutes left, Illinois was still winning, but some controversial calls, I felt like stemmed the tie. I mean, took that momentum away from Illinois and gave it back to Tennessee, but Illinois never really let them just run away with it. They still kept it close, got it to five, you know, uh, some some weird calls like tr- like Ziegler slipping and they're saying that, you know, Goody fouled him, the charge on Gary, you know, Gary Air with when it was five and seven. It's just there was always something that kept them away from getting closer than that. But with all that said, 21,000 Tennessee fans, a hostile environment, a super experienced, tough team who, you know, just played in the Sweet 16 last year who added probably the most elite scoring transfer guard in Dalton Connect in the entire country, in my opinion. And Illinois was right there with them, man. And uh, just you, you, Quincy, if Quincy Guerrero can play like that, man, I, I, I feel so, so good about the team, even with DeMosk shooting two out of 11. That's not going to happen very often, Kevin. No, I think it's one of the things I walk away from the week, and I'm, I'm obviously more bullish on the team, and it's not just because they won at Rutgers and they won – at FAU uh, in the garden against FAU. It's also included in a loss against Tennessee. And I'm, I'm going to break that down a little bit here. So in the games, uh, in the game against uh, Rutgers, it was a grind out physical, typical big 10 battle. When you play Rutgers and Illinois, Illinois scrapped together a win, won that game by going away, um, hit shots late against FAU. Illinois had to kind of diversify the way that they were going to run that offense. And FAU was really getting down the court and FAU made a lot of shots. Illinois had to play at a faster pace in that one. And Illinois found a way to ISO its better players against smaller guards and they won. And they won both those games with shooting a a few threes, not a ton, uh, 22 and 20, I believe against Tennessee. Now understand, I know a lot of fans are upset with the 36 threes, but I want to talk about that a little bit. What Tennessee was really doing was Tennessee was really clogging the lane for for Illinois driving the basketball. And so what Illinois had to do was do a driving kick or or pass the post and kick. And some guys made some early threes, uh, specifically Guerrier and uh, Coleman. And so those guys, those guys knocked down six of of the respective nine threes that we made in the game, one by Shannon and then two by Goody. And it opened the floor up for a little bit more spacing. But the thing that's most encouraging about that is we had to play a different style of game, and we were right there. We were right there to to, to challenge for that game, and some things went against us in the second half. And I think there was a little bit like that, um, you know, I think Tennessee used the crowd and and gave them some energy. Uh, Viscovi hasn't been playing very well all year from a scoring standpoint. He had probably his best game of the season. And, you know, I mean, Gary Air had his best offensive game to kind of counteract that. But like you said, I don't foresee a game where Terrence and Damasco won for 11 from three again. I don't foresee many games where Coleman takes 10. Uh, but Illinois has so many different options to throw at you. Like, if you look at this team, we all know Terrence Shannon could score 20 any night. He's averaging 21 points a game. We've seen Marcus Damask can push to the 20-point limit. Now we've seen Quincy Guerrier do it. Coleman Hawkins has done it in the past. I believe he did it against Wisconsin last year. I believe he did it against – came real close against Indiana in the Big Ten tournament two years ago. Um, Dane Danger scored 22 points against Michigan State in a game last year. Would it shock anybody if Justin Harmon or uh, Luke Goody 
or dude, I'm telling you, it's coming one of these days. He's just got to get on the floor and make one of those shots. But but DGL can go can go nuclear on somebody really quick. So this Illinois just we have options when like our second option basically I won't want to say it got taken away from us, but our second option went cold, and we got 22 points out of Quincy, and we got 12 out of Coleman. And, and there's just when – when you have a team that can do that, it opens up so many things. I know that Dane made a few mistakes when he was in, but I think Illinois probably could have played him some more. I bet you if Brad looks at the tape, he'll walk away from it and said, hey, we could use Dane a little bit more because I think that when he was in there, he was being effective, on at least on the offensive end. I know it's always defense with him and turnovers. Um, and last but not least – Get him away from that same – the same stuff, you know? It's mm-hmm. like that's why he pulls him because he's like – I get it. Too. I get it, though. Like, you can't yeah. keep doing the same things every game and getting pulled for them, and then every game you just keep doing it. Like, at what point does it click? Uh, yeah. Um, and then I like look at Brad's addressing of the team afterwards. I thought that was really that was really pretty cool. And Rudy Ray Moore, this is that's the biggest bullshit comment I've ever seen in my life. Like, this team is not the same team as last oh. year. Uh, proven from Arkansas. Oh, he's talking about B- Bielema. Sorry, I went Brad Underwood. I'm sorry. My bad. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I thought I was talking. I, 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 I imposed Brad for Brett for Brad there. My apologies, Rudy. But I can talk more about that. We'll I talk can. more about that lady later, Rudy, because there were so much factors that played in Illinois losing. It wasn't just, oh, I told you so. Northwestern was better. Illinois beat themselves. But let's digress. Let's go back to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, but but looking back on, I actually feel more encouraged after Illinois lost to Tennessee than than I did going into the game. I actually felt more encouraged by them because I don't think Illinois played well. Uh, I think when I say that they, they and, and that's from the fans' perspective. I don't think we played well. I think a lot of loose balls didn't go our way. I think we got beat to some loose balls, but we also just didn't make very many shots. And I think this team does have the ability to make shots. And you factor all those things in a game on the road, 21,000 veteran top 10 quality Tennessee basketball team. And we're within single digits under the four minute mark. Like, dude, it's there. So uh, I'm, I'm just overall encouraged about who this team is and where they can go. Uh, and, you know, they got to take care of business this week against Colgate on Sunday. Colgate has been in the tournament some like five of the six, last six years. They, they can really shoot the ball. They're going to want to grind and slow down. But Illinois should use their size and physicality. And with a week to prepare, I don't foresee Illinois looking ahead to Missouri because you still got five more days before you play Missouri. They only play two games. They only play three games for the rest of December. Um, yeah, they're getting it like was, it's like one a week. It turns yeah. out, yeah. So it's 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 rest some legs, get, get get some stuff, get some stuff worked out in practice. And I'll tell you this: like you look at the level of Illinois' depth, practice is probably a nightmare for those guys. I mean, practice that Colgate game is going to seem like a cakewalk compared to practice. So I'm not too worried about these next three. I think Illinois, if, if they finish the non-con, you know, what would that be? Nine and two, and then what's what, what, I mean, one ten of the, and two if Illinois sweeps the last three games. Yep. Yeah, so nine and two in the non-con puts us in a really good space, and then then you you really try to go, you know, fourteen and six in conference. I think it would be a really nice place. I think that it gets Illinois somewhere in the somewhere to the three to six seed line. So, yeah, if uh, and then don't don't watch out, but you got ranked Northwestern's Illinois' first home game in January. So yeah, bring it on. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. Oh, I know. I am looking forward to it. Wish the um, students were here. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, too. It's like mm-hmm. going to be kind of quiet. But uh, um, <clears throat> with that said, I think just uh, uh, some of the people who are on Coleman 
Hawkins. I think he's getting healthier personal. I just think he still wasn't a hundred percent. And sometimes he takes, sometimes he takes shots that he shouldn't, but when he, he hit three of them. So I was okay with most of them, to be honest with you. Well, one of them he hit was, I, I, I don't, it, it would technically fall on the ill-advised, but there were two seconds on the shot clock. And uh, it was one of those step back to the side, fadeaway threes, and he nailed it because he just has that ability. Um, I mean, he took probably two <laughs> ill-advised shots the entire game. I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah. I think he got robbed on that steal. I mean, that was just, that, there was some of those in the charge on the the blocking call on Guerriere. Those were two of the ones I'm just like scratching my head about. But you're going to get those. That's why you got to, you, if you're going to be the team on the road like Tennessee, you've got to win that game by 10 points that ends up being three on the scoreboard because you're going to have to beat the ref. Yep, and I think I honestly think Illinois probably outplayed Tennessee by a point or two. It just didn't turn out to be that way on the scoreboard because again, you got to beat them by ten if you want to actually win the game. Yeah, we, we don't we don't get the bounce off the back iron twenty five feet in the air and straight. Yeah, I'm like there was too many of those. Like, how many free throws did we see them bouncing around, clanging around hitting the top of the square? Yeah. Hey, but, can we talk about how well we shot free throws this past week? That was something. Yeah. I mean, that was really and, impressive. And, hey. Ty Rogers, what? Yeah, three or four. Three or four. Hey, we'll take that every day. Three out of four. Um, uh, definitely um, uh, so much to to be excited about. And here's the thing. It's not just, well, it was a – it's no moral victory. You know, Ken Palm notices this stuff. Yes. You know, Torvik sees it. And the, the net moved Illinois up. The AP poll moved Illinois up. And as much as I don't agree with always the AP poll – I think enough people watched that game. It was the CBS Spotlight game that day before the Army yeah. Navy game. So I think most people were watching it, and it was an impressive showing from Illinois. Everybody with all these metrics, I think Haslam metrics moved Illinois up. I think all those things are there for Illinois. Um, so it was just a rarity. You know, we don't usually feel pretty good after a loss, and it was just a game that I don't think many people expected Illinois to win, but they showed so much more even in defeat. Than I think uh, that most people would talk, you know, normally talk about. So, Absolutely. Um, uh, well, with that said, I'm, I got to mention, I got to say, uh, just some recruiting tidbits for Illinois hoops. Uh, man, Jace Butler, dude. Dude. Dude, Jace Butler is killing it. If you guys are not paying attention to him, you need to follow some people who cover California high school basketball. He was just the MVP of the most elite tournament, a regional tournament in California with all the top teams. He was the MVP of that. Um, you know, I could grab a look at it, Twitter it up right now and, and, and get you all that details. But all I know, I saw a couple of his stat lines, 21, 6, 5, and 3. And, and one of them, you know, was – and he's got more hops than I gave him credit for. I mean, 360 two-hand dunks in the dunk contest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like people were like, oh, he's a lower, he's a below-the-rim guy. Yeah, like he's crafty around the rim and can be a below-the-rim guy to score effectively. But he can also get up and, and do a lot offensively as well uh, above the rim. And I'm telling you what, don't sleep on Jace Butler because that dude's going to play next year, okay? Oh, absolutely. I just want people to know that because everybody's we're – we're talking about Merez Johnson for, for good reason. But don't people don't think for one second Jace Butler is not going to play. He's going to play. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Brad does with you know losing basically the the five guys he's going to have out on the floor to to finish games with you know Harmon, Shannon, Damask, 
Guerriere and Hawkins probably all gone. You know, that do you, so then that elevates guys like Goody, Rogers, DGL, Hansberry, Morez Johnson, Jace Butler. Like, do, do, does Illinois go how, how hard, where does Illinois go in the transfer portal? I think it'll be interesting. I think Illinois will probably look at maybe, I do know there's a big, a, a really good big that is very interested in Illinois. Uh, that that might be coming in, um, but do, does Illinois go for more role players? Do they look more like the Jacob Grandis and Justin Harmon style role player to come in, or are they going to try to go try to find another star to transfer in? Or are they going to let these guys take a little bit of their lumps as freshmen? It'd be interesting to see what happens. Do we know said Big's name? <laughs> I do not. Because we can play the breadcrumb game if we need. <laughs> I know. I need to find it. It has The breadcrumbs have been laid out by some of the other recruiter, fo- recruiting guys that I follow. Okay. Um, specifically, I'll plug Brad Sturdy. I mean, Brad has is, Brad is laid it out. Uh, you should subs- Everybody here should subscribe to Atlanta, guys. I'd encourage you to do that. I think those guys, those guys are our friends, too. So, mm-hmm. like um, – uh, I'm not deterring anybody. I don't say anything about anybody who subscribes to things because here's the bottom line, folks. I've just kind of pushed myself away from a lot of the. I get you know yeah. Luke's my guy with the recruiting. Yeah, I have my I have my contacts with football recruiting, and y'all know yep. that's yep. why I do my thing. Y'all want to do your thing and look at whoever's saying what. I don't delve into any of it. So sometimes when people hear something that I don't, I'm like, wow, really? Well, I just know Alina guys is a great site, and yep. I, I, they're they're my friends, and and I know we get, you got a couple friends that that work over there as well. Yes, uh, but this, I'll tell you this: the football site was a lot better when the football guy was running around. I'm just yeah. <laughs> the football guy. Yeah. Oh, that was – oh, okay. Was that like a mythological character? The – Nobody could know – nobody ever knew who he was, and then he went away and recruiting – It's just never been the same, huh? It's never recruit, been same. Recruiting football information went way downhill, so. Man, only probably people on the line, I guys, would get it, but it's okay. I, I get I get message from guys there all the time about recruiting information, and I'm like, well, I wish the football guy was still here. Yeah, if only you could talk to the football guy, you know? I know. Can't find him. Can't find him. He's He's gone. Uh, so, <laughs> I, did hear, I did hear he's got good conversations with Clay Patterson and AJ Dennis recently, though. But yeah, he probably, he probably, it could, it could be Kev, man. He's got some alter egos. Um, but with that said, I want to switch gears to Jeremiah Fears. Ryan Forehand deleted it, but that's okay. He he did what he was, he did what he's supposed to. He has his contacts, but it's not that's not the only person I'd heard that from. But uh, uh. He's with 200 columns too, by the way. But mm-hmm. Jeremiah Fears staying in the 2025 class is what it's looking like. It's um, a good move for him. Yeah, it is a good move for him. He's, I think. A, fanta- he's a fantastic player, but guard- guards need that year. Yeah, you know? he needs to get. He needs to get. He can add a little strength to it. Get a little more savvy to his game. I think he's got definitely top 10, 15 player potential in that class. Oh, absolutely. He you is. Know? He is the real freaking deal. Like you saw that up and under reverse layup he did to Cooper Flag, right? Yeah, and the other one that he hit where he hit the, hit it with the fake behind the back and then finished at the rim, and he can shoot. He's a dog. Like he, the kid can play, and it's a. This is such an interesting recruitment because we moved away from his brother because we were worried about his ability to shoot, and he has shown at Michigan State that is not his forte. Michigan State can't shoot as a team, um, and that that's interesting. Uh, but the, the fact that we, dude, that's that's kudos to Brad right there in the staff is that you can move away from a from a kid and say, hey, listen, you're not the best fit for us, and still be hot and heavy with his brother. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, and I know I think the dad's definitely 
you know, in favor of of staying close. I think. I'm not gonna... his, his, his dad's pretty educated on what what basketball is like, and he he has said that Michigan State's a better spot for Jeremy. Illinois is a better spot for Jeremiah. Yep, I actually watched his dad play at uh, Joliet Township, uh, the Steelman. Yeah, the steel. Yeah, I think that's he actually played where Roger. He went to the same high school as Roger Powell Jr. Yeah. Uh, so I actually watched his dad play, which is interesting. If things come full circle, um, but uh, yeah. So Jeremiah feel and, and people are like, why are you bringing him up? Okay, well because I Illinois, I still feel is in great shape. I've put Illinois down as my landing spot for him. I feel like Illinois is still in the lead for him, and I really don't feel like that's going to change if he if he stays if he stays in and decides to go to college instead of going to like you know New Zealand or the G League or something that's going to be Illinois so yeah we got you 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 know you've got connections with people who are very close to the Fierce family and so yep until we hear otherwise I mean it's it's, it's Illinois is in a really good spot there yeah so I try to come on here and, and like that's what I'm saying is when I come on here and you hear me say stuff I'm being authentic and genuine with you with people who know their shit that I talk to close directly and I'm going to relay it on here. And when they tell me don't relay it on here, I won't relay it on here, but that that's, what's going on with that. I think that was of note, you know, cause I mentioned in the 2024 guards like Jace Butler and you know, like, Oh, well, how could he come if Jeremiah wants to come in 24? Well, because it sounds like Jeremiah fears is staying in the, the class of 2025. I'm excited Kev because on Saturday night, I'm going to the Springfield shootout to watch Merez Johnson play. Heck yeah. And I'm going to be posting some highlights of that. I'm going to get some video, may even try to get a little word with him after the game. Uh, I'm definitely going to be doing that. So I'll be updating that. I'll be posting those on my X, my X account at 200 columns, Rye. So excited to see Merez play. Um, that'll be I tell you, man, those, you go to some of those shootouts. It's a fen- pretty phenomenal time. I, I never forget. I went to a, a shootout in Indianapolis where I saw Derek Rose and Eric Gordon play against each other. And then the second game, I got to see Greg Oden and Mike Conley play against uh, uh, Jacob Pullen and who was uh, Brian Carwell. Okay. And Corey, Corey, Corey Lucius played earlier in that day. He was a sophomore out of Milwaukee, ended up going to Michigan State. There was some dude. You could, when I get to say that I saw Mike Conley, Greg Oden, Derek Rose, and Eric Gordon, all guys who played significant minutes in the NBA outside of Odin, but he was the number one draft pick. I mean, that's pretty awesome. So if you, fan, I encourage fans, if you ever want to go watch something like that, that's pretty cool. I actually met Eric Gordon and his dad and thought they were really nice guys. Turns out I was wrong. Yeah, so at the same turkey tournament I was telling you guys about, the Jeremy Fears was playing for Joliet Township. There was these two guys at Springfield Lamphere named Rich McBride and Andre Iguodala. Absolutely. And they were teammates. And uh, let me tell you, if that wasn't a fun, fun team. I got to watch. Yes, I watched them play Peoria Richwoods, which had, I think it was Richwoods, uh, had Sean Livingston and another game, Robert Faulkner. Yeah. Robert Faulkner was a really good undersized I think they played, I think they lost in the state title game at Springfield Landfear. But here's why I say that. Rich McBride, if you guys remember Illinois, great three-point shooter. But, man, his range was 25 feet. Like he'd be hitting them, he'd be pulling up ten feet from the half court and just hitting them from twenty five feet. And then when teams would come up on him, he'd just no look at the Iguodala who'd catch it at the square and just finish and make it look just like it was just like a baby Nerf hoop. 
Well, Rich, yeah. Rich, Rich had foot problems because when he when he was a sophomore, he was he was like like the best sophomore in the country. Yeah. When he was a sophomore and junior, he he would put the ball on the deck, go around guys, and two hand cram in a lane, and like his his foot problems just affect, just 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 killed his 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 explosiveness yes. because he yep. he was well on his way to probably having an NBA career. Just foot problems killed him. Yep. And if you, I just remember how he shot. He never was square. If you remember his feet. Yeah. Yeah. They were always cooked in. Yeah. So go back and watch any Illini film, that Penn State game where they took they waved no, it off. No, don't talk about that. They don't talk about that three where they waved it off. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, just watch when he shot his feet crooked in a little. Um, but, yeah, so definitely go out and do that. I'm going to be in Springfield. So if anybody is going to go to that Springfield shootout, that'd be fun. Uh, so, so we can say what's up. But now on to this transfer portals we finish up. Uh, this episode is that uh, we gave a little hint here. You know, Illinois needs to finish up Kev uh, in a in a good light. Uh, you said they're after the Ball State kid, uh, the tight end. Um, I know they just had um, the Youngstown State defensive lineman finish up his official visit. Yep. Um, I think that went. I think that went pretty good. I know that uh, they're. Uh, I think it was at JC. The offensive lineman from New Mexico. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Everybody and their mama wants that dude. Yeah. So Illinois feels really good about him, but like he's being accorded by so many top schools. And Brett Bielema has tried to grab hold of him. And, you know, the same reasons that Andrew Dennis picked Illinois, I think Bielema's trying to show him, like, hey, man, look what we did with Isaiah Adams. You know, like we got a guy from a JUCO who. We've now turned into a going to be a third or fourth round pick, probably. Like we can do this with you in one season at Illinois. So, uh, if any if Illinois is going to get any of those guys, I feel good about the New Mexico offensive linemen. Now, and of course, uh, oh Canada, uh, uh, Chase Canada. So, I expect him this week. He told me he's making his di- announcement this week. He never told me it's Illinois. But for goodness sake, you guys, he changed his profile picture on X to Illinois, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's him in his fighting Illini jacket. Uh, you know, he, he just got offers from Indiana and Houston. By the way, his dad went to Indiana. And so there's like – there's some legacy there. His dad played at Indiana. And that's a new staff. The JMU staff has offered him. But Houston just recently offered him, and that is the uh, newly Willie Fritz staff who left Tulane offered him. Now they're the Houston staff, you know, and and Tulane had already offered him before. So he's got some decent offers. Like this is a this is a solid pickup if uh, uh, if he if he chooses Illinois, and I feel pretty good about that. So I'm expecting that by Friday or so. Chase Canada. Uh, to come to Illinois, and um, so I don't know if you'd heard that or not, Kev. What what are you thinking about the uh, the defensive lineman from uh, Youngstown State? I mean, yeah, once again, is another guy that, that that everybody's after. Uh, I mean, this is but what, what Illinois is doing is we've got a lot of irons in the fire on uh, defensive backs, offensive linemen defensive linemen and those are the three biggest areas in need in the transfer portal 
So uh, I think that, you know, it's one of those, you know, sales is that we always, I, I'm in sales. I always talk about sales being a numbers game is that you got to throw in a lot. You got to throw out a lot to get, to get a fish, right? You got to, you got to cast a lot of lines. And so we're casting a lot of lines. The, the staff is realizing that we got shoes to fill. We've got positions specifically on offensive defensive line that you just can't rely on up guys who are in their second year in the program to come in and start and make a huge impact. So uh, I'm excited about that. I know that we're still recruiting Joey Slackman out of Penn, I believe. Um, haven't heard if he's made any decision yet. So there's just um, there's a lot lot to go on out there. Uh, obviously, uh, JPL, another defensive back, started his career at NC State and went to junior college. Illinois is in on him. So we're looking at some JUCO guys that could come in and play the corner position early on. I think the safety position, we're pretty solid there. Uh so, yeah, it's just I'm just encouraged with what the staff is doing and how they're approaching the transfer portal. Anthony Johnson, by the way, is the defensive lineman from Youngstown State. So Penguin. Yep. Penguins. The Penguins. So, um, yep. With that said, uh, I'm feeling pretty feel, – I feel good about Chase Canada. And uh, I know they're going to be getting at least one more. They're either going to get the, one more offensive lineman or another defensive piece. That's just the way the staff's working. They're prioritizing it. And uh, I feel pretty confident in that. Uh, but with, with all these suitors, you know, it does come down to NIL. And, uh, you know, that's something that's, that's been a slippery slope to a degree. But you know what? They're they're letting go of a lot of those funds with Newton and Randolph. So, yeah, absolutely. And I'll share this. Like, I mean, we talked earlier about, uh, you know, watching, watching AJ's film and – if you want to watch some film, go like exciting film, exciting prospect. Go watch Daniel Brown's film. That guy, the Jew. By the way, I want you to know, Kevin. This could be a fun feature. I want you to know you're able to screen share on here too. So, okay. so in the future, if you ever have clips you want to post, and I'll, we could, it will mute us, but you can post things like anything. Like you, we could post. You could put. We could put some Andrew Dennis film on here. You know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. But but I yeah, just I'd encourage Daniel Brown is yeah. just I mean, I, I I love his tape. I love his film. I think he's gonna be a, a really nice asset at, and it's gonna gonna contribute on the defensive line slash edge outside linebacker role next year. Yeah. Um so again, I'm expecting a a nice finish for the transfer portal and this twenty twenty four class. I'm excited about it. I think it's a really good class. I think it's a class that you can sustain and build on. Um, and uh, I really like what the, what Brett's doing with the defensive line additions um, with the with sledge from Auburn, you know, of course with Clay Patterson. And if they were able to get the Youngstown state, man, that, I think that'd really kind of solidify it to feel, you feel pretty comfortable, especially yeah. with the edge pieces that haven't actually left yet. You know, you got not just Holmes, but you got Bryant, Coleman yeah, and Yakis and Bryant, yeah. Yep, and, and Yakis and, and Coleman's the one I'm like. I know they're going to go through their pro days and stuff, but uh, I was also told Pat Bryant should be back. He's gonna he's gonna do what he needs to do to put his name out there, and they want to get they're going to get draft grades back. So so they want to kind of see where they're at and, and come back. And I know right now Isaiah Williams is pretty much gone. He just wants to see what his draft grade is. Uh, because he knows he's going to get paid if he comes back to Illinois. But if he can feel pretty confident he's going to get picked by the fifth round or so, I believe he's he's going to go. So, yeah. hey, not to not to not to bury something here, but Johnny Newton was named first team uh, AP All American 
So um, that's that's a trip to the Illinois Hall of Fame. So kudos to him. Jersey, Jersey will forever be in the Smith Center. Yep. You can always walk around outside Granger Grove now and you'll get to see a bronzed Johnny Newton. Mm-hmm. It's with his face and his stats. So that's awesome, man. Um, but more importantly, we're going to finish this episode up with some some enlightenment, some realness for you, Kev. And <laughs> it just, just it's all good, you know, because it's important and maybe things people aren't going to really talk about a lot. But, you know, when it affects your life, your, you know, and you're, you know, you thinking about what happened if, you know, with your kids and your wife. And so uh, what the reason yesterday we weren't able to do the show was a health related issue. And Kevin, I'll let you finish up and elaborate. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that, Ryan. So uh, yesterday's show would have been in the middle of my colonoscopy prep. I had a colonoscopy today. Uh, nothing that prompted it other than if you're 45. Uh, that's the recommendation for people to go get a colonoscopy. If you've had direct family members that have been impacted by colon cancer, you should talk to your doctor and get it done a little bit sooner. But yeah, I went through the whole process. Uh, today, I'll be honest with you, yesterday was worse than today. Uh, you got to drink all this this tonic and it's got to basically clean out your system so you can go in there and get some good imaging. But it was really absolutely painless today. Very quick, very easy. Um, and I'm just I'm glad I did it. Uh, colon cancer is a really, really nasty way to go, but it's also completely preventable. Um, so if you are 45 and over and you're listening to the show and you have not had a colonoscopy, I would highly suggest you do it. I would highly suggest that you get a colonoscopy as opposed to the FIT test, the fecal immune assay test that you can do at home. And they're just not as precise as a colonoscopy. So uh, I know it's a little bit, you know, I don't know, for lack of a better term, people would say embarrassing, but it's, you know, you got to take care of yourself. So if you like, once that, once again, 45 and over, go get your, go get your colonoscopy done. Yeah, I'm uh I'm getting to that a few years here. I'm about to get my prostate checked. So I'm uh um isn't that forty? Uh forty fifty. Okay. See so you haven't done that? I've done I've done it in the past, so Okay. So I'm I know and I've got people in my life uh being like, You need to do it. I'm like, I'm thirty six, calm down. You know, like <laughs> when I'm closer to forty, we'll talk, all right. I might I don't drink, but I might drink before that. and and i'm just being honest uh but so but i do take it serious as well i know by the time i'm 40 i'm gonna do it but uh yeah it's 45 if you have history 50 if you're not if you don't have history of it so okay yeah so there you go wise words with uh uh kev and things that you know you need to take serious and uh yeah when he told me yesterday what was going on it didn't phase me that we had to do another day i was just worried about kev and i found out he was okay and uh so I was like, all right, we're good to go tonight. And I know people, I used to do those periscopes by myself back in my 20s. And now I'm getting older. Uh, no, I could have, I could have, t- I could have stuck a periscope up my butt today, but that's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. I, I, what the heck? What, uh, what the hell was that movie with Tom Hanks, something periscope? I was like, this is, uh, uh. Oh, no, that wasn't Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks wasn't Not in Tom, Hanks, Tom Arnold. Yeah. yeah uh, down Periscope. Yeah, down Tom. Periscope. I was about making the, you know, Deucey Periscope tonight. With uh, Fraser Crane. Was Kelsey Grammer was in that. Yeah, yeah Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick here. I'm trying to answer a couple of things from Sean, who asks a bunch of questions during the show, and I can't answer them all right away. Uh, could Illinois get ranked somewhere in the top five at any point this season? I think it's possible. I think – 
you know, they've got matchups with Purdue. Let's say they, let's say they beat Purdue in West Lafayette in a few weeks. I think that that's possible. Yeah, I think Illinois would have to. What is that? Win their next five or six? Yeah, because Northwestern will be a ranked win, and then they get uh, North Michigan. They get Purdue, and then they got Michigan State. At, uh, yes, so they'd have to win out December, which is their next three games, and then their first two Big Ten games of January: Northwestern at home, and then at Purdue on a Friday night. Um, Mackey's going to be insane. Those, those kids aren't drinking Dr. Peppers like they do in Provo. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but if they come out of that, they, they, if Illinois go wins their next five, I, I I don't know about top five, but Illinois definitely be top ten. Yep. And um, then, if, then then if they win their next five, the schedule really sets up. You don't play another ranked opponent until Northwestern at the end of January on the road. So the schedule sets up pretty nice for Illinois. If they could find a way to win their next five, they could potentially win their next ten. So let's see here, class rankings. Where is Illinois? 13th in the Big Ten, if we're including the the four newcomers, uh, the Pac-12 teams that are moving over is what I saw. But still, like, what, a top 40, 45 class? Like, yeah, yeah, it's about 45 composite, guys. Like, it's not like – it's just – Yeah, it's just because the Big Ten is killing it in recruiting. But, I mean, they're 45 nationally. So, if you think about that, there's going to be 16 teams in the Big Ten, and they're 45th. So – uh, and they're not – and also, here's another thing. The uh, the ones that are like 9, 10, 11, 12, they're not like so much better than the recruits Illinois got rated-wise. Yeah. Slim. Yeah, it's, yeah. You've, got, you've got teams like Rutgers slightly in front of us, but they got 21 they got 21 commitments. We're going to do more work in the transfer portal. Yep, yep. And it's not always about the high school kid class too. It's like wh- where are you filling that need? So, anyway, my, th- my final thought uh, is – enjoy this week leading up to 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 christmas um you know don't let don't do any late holiday shopping or and if you do don't let it stress you out it's not worth it you know it's not worth it uh so be safe until next week uh we'll be celebrating hopefully another illinois win and uh yeah that's my final thought god bless swami out i l l i and i